Okay, what's going on, guys? And welcome to a brand new episode of Energize. Today, we have a very special guest on the show. We have the undefeated, undeniable UFC sensation, Sugar, Sean O'Malley. Sean, how are you doing? Doing good, guys. Thanks for having me on. No problem Quick, at all. Sean, who was better, me or Bruce Buffer? I don't know. You, you, you <laughs> give him a run for his money. That was pretty good. Brilliant. I'm actually delighted. Like, best compliment of the day. <laughs> Sean, how, how are you getting on at the moment during uh, quarantine? Um, say that again. How are, you, how are you getting on at the moment during uh, like lockdown? Yeah, everything been pretty nor like pretty similar lifestyle. Not much has changed, other than you know the group of people we train with is limited to about six right now. But other than that, we're, we're training. Um, not much has changed really. Yeah, what are, what are you getting mainly in? Are you just doing road work? No, I'm doing a lot of pretty much everything I would be doing, whether this was happening or not. Doing a lot of jujitsu Monday, Wednesday, Friday, um, and then strength and conditioning Tuesday, Thursday. So still pretty much training full. Anton, you, know, you were fresh off. Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. What? Sorry, Sean. I'm just saying you're fresh off your win um, against Jose on March 7th. You're one of the last uh, UFC fights to um, happen before lockdown. Uh, how soon are you ready to go again? Yeah, it it was nice being able to cut, you know get a fight right before everything got locked down before you know fights kind of got canceled here and there. But um, I don't know. I know they have the cards May 9th, 13th, and 16th, but that's in Florida, and I really don't want to you know go to all the way to Florida to fight. So um, I don't know. I think they said they're gonna have a try to have a card June 6th at the Apex in Vegas. That's an option depending on when Fight Island's ready. That that's an yeah. option. Yeah, Sean, like you, you like were sh like like shot literally into superstardom here in the U in the UFC. Um, you became overnight uh, Snoop Dogg's favorite fighter. Uh, first of all, how how did the Dana White Contender Series come about? How did that option come to you? How did it what? Uh, how did it come up? Yeah. Okay. So the fight right before that, um, I, I fought in LFA, um, and I remember Dana was supposed to be at that fight in LFA, which was here in Phoenix. And I was like, if I get a sweet knockout, I'll probably get signed to the UFC. I think I was 6-0, and 5-0, something like that. Because yeah. I knew if I get a sick knockout, it's going to be viral. And I did. I went yeah. got a viral knockout. He ended up not being there. Um, but I, I, don't, I don't remember how it came about. I ended up getting an offer to fight Alfred on the Contender Series. And I was like, okay, that's perfect. He's going to be there for sure. I just need to get another sweet knockout. And and it's it, it's it's crazy to me how it all played out so perfectly. Yeah, but what was what was like your your social media following online before that and after? Because Snoop Dogg has a it's, it turned into a meme, like saying like Sugar Sean O'Malley. It was like yeah, you, you I, that, it, what it happened? It definitely blew up quite. A, I'm trying to trying to think. I I didn't have much of a following um, before the Contender Series. I think a couple thousand, two thousand followers on Instagram. Um, and then after that fight, I think I went up to like 15,000 or something like that. And then, um, and then it stayed consistently growing, like until my debut. Then once my debut came, I, you know, I jumped up quite a bit. And then after I broke my foot against Andre, that's kind of when it really blew up even more. Yeah, man, that's crazy. Yeah, by the way, like obviously you have Irish connections as well. Where, like, how, how are you, what part of you is Irish? And what, like, I know, I, 
I don't I don't know for sure. I, I remember I got I was gonna do one of those uh twenty twenty three and me or one of those tests yeah. and I sent it in and they emailed me back, said that the test got damaged to order another on online and send it and I was like, fuck. So I ended up never doing that. Um but I, I don't know and I would I need to figure it out because I would love to know, you know, more about the history of where I came from and everything. Yeah, you're gonna have to let us know. But uh Yeah, like, that, I definitely need to figure that out. Yeah, obviously obviously you were on a layoff there for two years, like literally just nearly to the exact day. And then you came back. Yeah. And and everyone was dying to see and you came out with a win again. Like how was how did it feel to come back after two years and just like put on the sugar show, literally? I was you know, it was It was interesting wanting to see how I was going to perform. Was I going to look better? Was I going to look worse? Am I a hype train? Is it real? Uh, but in my head, like I already know I'm going to go out there and perform. That's what I do. I go out there and perform. I wasn't, I wasn't, it didn't cross my mind for a split second. Am I still the same? Am I going to go out there and perform better? It wasn't even, a, that wasn't a question in my mind at all. I knew I was going to go out there and perform and I knew I was going to go out there and finish it in spectacular fashion. Um, that was the healthiest fight camp I've had in a long time. I was the strongest I've ever been. Um, so I, I, everything just worked out perfectly. Yeah. And how, how's he getting, how are you getting on training with Tim as well? Is he putting you, to, putting you through your paces? Yeah. T Tim and I do, he's, uh, we do a lot of, right now we're really just doing competition grappling Monday, Wednesday, Friday. We'll do drill. We'll do drilling at the beginning of that, that class. And then we'll just competition grapple. Um, start from our feet and do, you know, seven minute rounds, eight minute rounds or 10 minute rounds, depending on who's there, whether we're doing gi or no gi. Um, and then I'll, and then we'll hit mitts after for 10, 15 minutes. Uh, most, but yeah, we're, we're still getting really quality training in right now. That's cool. John, I must say, anytime you fight, you're always the people's main event. You really are. You're the one that everyone makes sure they tune in to see whether you're fighting lower down on the card or you're fighting on the main card. People love to see it. And do you really feel like you have the UFC backing? Because, you know what I mean? They tried to put you on the UFC 229 Khabib versus Connor card. They tried to put you on the John Jones, Thiago Santos card. They really see the superstar qualities in you. Do you feel that? Yeah, I think... Uh... You know, UFC is obviously really, really good. And they have high-level people working for them. And they have people that can see potential stars. And they obviously see that in me. I remember on the interviews before I fought the Contender Series, I said, I'm going to be a superstar in the UFC. I have that thing. I have that it thing. I have that thing. People want to watch me fight. And, you know, if, if, if someone's telling the UFC that, they're going to be like, okay, well, let's see what they got. And then I go out there and perform the way I do they know they see numbers when they see me they know i'm going to be that big superstar i just have to go out there and keep performing which means i just have to stay consistent with my training um so but yeah i think the ufc is definitely you know they're a business they want to make the biggest fights but to do that it's building superstars so um but yeah they're, they're going to try to build me just like they build connor uh ronda you know the biggest superstars and I'm going to be one of those here in the next couple of years. Just got to keep winning fights. That's a great mindset to have. Like, uh, like a lot of people ask us who are like the upcoming UFC fighters. Like, there's a few Irish guys coming through, and obviously yourself. The way the way you actually perform in the octagon is it is a lot like Connor as well. Like, loads of people tell you that. Yeah, I 
I kind of always had that. I, I definitely learned from watching Connor certain things. You know, I, I've gotten a lot of shit for saying that, but I think I have more. You know, I definitely have more tools in the octagon than Connor when it comes to striking. He's really, really, really good at specific, like in specific areas. You know, mostly southpaw has that left hand. His team, I I can stand both stances and do pretty much anything from both stances, and I do that during my fights. I'm super, you know, which I think is fun to watch. But the I got Connor's kind of that that confidence he has. I've always felt that inside myself, that confidence. But for him to go out there and tell us, hey, I'm gonna knock this dude out in this round, like you know, I definitely learned a lot from Connor in that aspect. And Sean, that one thirty-five pound division is absolutely stacked. How do you feel like you rack up against the top guys? Now you have Cody Garbrandt, Jose Aldo, Asunso, Peter Jan, Sterling, Marias, and then obviously the champ Henry Cejudo and Dominic Cruz. How do you feel like you stack up against all them? Yeah, that the thirty-five division best in the world right or the best division in the UFC right now I think um you know I feel like I'm definitely the tallest tallest guy in that division the longest reach um I feel like I belong right up there with all those guys names I just haven't beat any of those guys' names so it's kind of hard to put me in that category um but also I'm not going to try to go fight those guys in the next fight if I'm going to get paid the same amount of money to go fight someone who's you know higher ranked who's not as good or i go fight one of the best guys in the world i'm gonna pick the guy that's not as good i'm gonna go make that money i'm gonna try to build a long career with a lot of sweet finishes and highlights so i'm once i start fighting the best guys in the world once i'm champ i'm fighting the next guy in line the next guy in line next guy in line so i'm gonna take you know while i still can fight the guys that aren't the best in the world i'm gonna take those fights is that because of like what contract you're on now, or how many how many fights you have left in your current contract? Um, I, I'm gonna renegotiate my contract. Every fight I've been able to renegotiate my contract, so this one should be no different. Um, once the UFC approaches me and says, "Hey, we got a fight," then I'll probably sit down with Sean Shelby and renegotiate my contract. Um, but yeah, I I, I don't know. It, it depends. It depends what if they say, "Hey, we'll pay you this much to fight the, this guy." Or we're gonna pay you this much, but you know it just it depends. Yeah. Um, sat down and talked with them yet, so I really don't know what they're gonna offer me. Um, so we'll just have to wait and see. In fairness, that's what they did with Conor McGregor. Every time he fought, it was a new contract for each fight. Yeah. And I think they're gonna make a rain for Sugar Sean. <laughs> uh, also, like because you're so young. And like, and like, you're 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 obviously going to grow more, and then like, you you must have one eye looking at the featherweight title as well. Yeah, I'm definitely getting a little. You know, I, I'm filling out. I'm walking around at 156, 157. You know, I'm getting up to 158 sometimes. But I want to. I definitely want to stay stay a bantamweight for the next couple of years. Um, but nowadays, that champ champ thing's so real, and it's going to be. You know, yeah. when I'm 30 years old. There's going to be no reason I don't go up to 145 if I'm walking around at 160, 163, you know. So it's definitely going to be, you know, that 45 is definitely going to be an option, but not, not anytime soon, not right now. Yeah. And what did you think of Dominic Cruz getting the UFC title shot after his long layoff? Yeah, that fight's been actually kind of growing on me. I, at first, I'm like, God, I don't really care to see that fight too much just because Henry Cejudo's so cringy i feel like connor did such a good job building it, making the ufc such a cool thing and then henry yeah. comes and now he's a, he's an olympic gold medalist two-time champ and he just i don't know it's just just something about it just kind of the cringe it's 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 bad 
But, you know, that fight definitely grew on me. At, at first, I wasn't too excited. But now I'm super curious to see how it plays out. You know, Henry, I, I think Henry can get the job done. I think he's going to, you know, use – get inside – try to get inside. And he throws pretty decent combos, boxing. And uh, we'll see if he can catch uh, Cruz slipping in on the outside. But Cruz is so good at what he does. The question is, how is he still that good? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that fight's grown on me. I haven't really picked yet. I haven't decided who I think is going to win that. I got to think think a little bit more about it. But uh, I am interested in watching that fight now. Yeah. Are you excited? I, I think with, oh, go on, Barry. Oh, I was going to say, I, I think with Henry Cejudo, that, uh, that cringe is an act. And I actually think it actually gets people to underestimate him and get him to think he's a bit of a, a weirdo. But then when he gets in there, he's one of the most ferocious competitors that you'll ever find. Yeah, for sure. I think I think the fighters, are, when you're a fighter and you're a high-level fighter, you can see who's a high-level guy, who's a good fighter. And I, you know, I guarantee Dominic Cruz is going in thinking this dude's one of the best fighters in the world. He's got to. His resume, um, his, his skill set's really high. Um, so, you know, he's definitely going to be – Cruz is going to – I don't think he's underestimating him, but I, I do think – I wouldn't be surprised if Cejudo, Cejudo wins. Yeah. Have you been in touch with Dana over at Fight Island? Like, I'm, I'm sure you're chomping at the bit now. <laughs> no one, uh, next week, the fights are back. You must be like, oh, I'm ready to go. Yeah, I haven't talked to Dana. I'm sure he's so fucking busy that he's like – he's just got so much going on from the moment he wakes up to the moment he goes to bed. I'm sure he's so busy. So yeah. I've, I haven't talked, I haven't reached out to him or talked to him at all. Um, but I'm sure, I'm sure we'll talk soon, especially if they're getting fights booked and going. Like I said, those next three are all in Florida. So definitely don't want to make, the, make the drive to Florida from Arizona. It'd be super far. And I don't want to fly right now. With yeah. all these sick yeah. motherfuckers. So I'm, I'll probably just wait and see where we go from there. Yeah. Who's who's in the lab at the moment? Is Benson Henderson still there? Yeah, Benson's at the lab. Uh, I haven't trained at the lab since my fight just because of the whole quarantine thing. But, yeah, Benson's there. We got Kyler Phillips, who's a fucking stud in the bantamweight division, who just got a bonus out in his last fight. Mario Batista, who's in the bantamweight division, just got a bonus his last fight. We've been training together for five, six years, all as amateurs turned pro together. Um, so, those guys, we have Casey Kenny, who's also in the bantamweight division. There's just so many, so many studs at the lab. It's ridiculous. Sean, it is one of the best gyms in the country. Sean, yeah. when, you, when you mentioned earlier, like you knew that this was all going to happen. Like, did you know it was going to, like, could you foresee it be, becoming this big? Because, like, like, you've literally, I haven't seen someone shoot this fast uh, by Conor McGregor. Like, did you, could you, like, can you believe it when you go home at night? You're just, when you're just chilling now, are you like, whoa, this is, this is where I wanted to be? Yeah, but I mean, before there was a Conor McGregor, before that kind of blew up, I pictured myself eventually being that kind of in that position. So, you know, everything I've, I've kind of all this is all playing out how it's supposed to, how I've kind of pictured this, you know, since I was since I started fighting. Um, so I think it's it's just going going the right way. I, I feel like I'm I'm gonna be a worldwide superstar. I, I feel like I kind of already am as you know, when I stream on Twitch, I get people from all over the world come in and say, what's up, greetings from Germany, everywhere. They could think of people come in and say, what's up. Um, so I'm already feel like I'm kind of like a worldwide superstar. I just got to keep, you know, building that base. Um, I, my, my fan base right now is so, I don't know. I feel, I feel like every kind of celebrity or whatever will say that their fan base is the best, but I don't know. I fucking, it, it's so sweet. Like without 
the fans, obviously, I wouldn't be in the position I'm in. So, you know, it is cool having having people like that. You know, be fans. Yeah. Will you Will you ever actually be like feel like like you you're accomplished because like obviously now if you get if or when I fully presume you'll win the bantamweight title, then you want to get the featherweight title. Will you ever like? Is enough ever enough? You know. Yeah, I don't know. It's that's that's a good question. That is the question. Is enough ever enough? I don't know. Yeah. I feel like you know I'm just super. I'm doing good at being just grateful for what I have right now. Um, mixing that in with wanting more, wanting more, wanting more, but also being like, damn, I got a pretty good fucking life right now. I don't need anything else. I don't need anything else to make me happy. Yeah. And if I feel like I do, that's when I start getting anxious. That's when I'll feel like I need to do something. So mixing that that wanting more in with being grateful for what I have right now and if I could never fight again that that'd be okay I have to be you know I have to be okay with with that so um just learning a lot of that kind of stuff and and a lot of the mental aspects that you know it's it's good yeah because you seem to take it on your stride and then like it literally is when you're going to the events I remember uh, you didn't have an open workout and you've had your own I remember that was on embedded that was so cool yeah. but like just the way your, your style in and out of the octagon is just like you're you're almost setting a path for future fighters as well to be like, I want to be more like this. I want to take like stuff from Connor, stuff from Ronda, stuff from yourself. You know, it's uh, you're definitely setting a like a trend. Thank you, brother. Appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like I feel like young fighters. You know, I do think about that. I want you know, I eventually want you know younger fighters. You know, kind of look up to the path that I had, and do you know a lot because I preach the meditation. I preach the eating healthy and the sleep and the recovery, the hot, the cold, the stretch and all that stuff. I want to, you know, I want younger fighters. I want to be them to be able to look up to me someday. And then chase you. And like, have exactly. you looked, have you looked beyond your career as well? Cause like, I know we keep referencing Connor, but like he's gone into the whiskey business. Like, is there mm. stuff that you'd like to get into? You're obviously big into gaming. Like uh, your t-shirt was like the number one sold t-shirt in the UFC as well. The, I forget what color that was. But, uh, you look, what else? The Rasta color one? Yeah, yeah. What what's what else are you look like looking to do beyond this? Because uh, no. oh, no. sorry, my mom. Me. Um, yeah, <laughs> what, what I'm trying to do beyond fighting. There's obviously I'm into gaming. Uh, Tim and I have the, the podcast, the Timbo Sugar Show. That's actually been doing really really well right now. Um, continuing to come out with vlogs. I know the more the more content we put out the more views we get eventually once we get a certain amount of views you know we're gonna have bigger sponsors coming towards us and paying for you know they're getting millions of views because of our stuff so you know i know all that's gonna end up coming big sponsorships but right now the most important thing is winning my next fight and how yeah. am i gonna win my next fight by you know staying consistent in the gym i don't think you can go left this way but uh yeah so i'm just the most important thing is just staying consistent in the gym yeah, I, w I will say, uh, Sean. I think a lot of fighters, and I think even like Tyron Woodley is a prime one. Like he's proud to put his fingers in other pies, and he's not out of the game yet. And at the end of the day, you know, you're first famous for fighting. And I mean, if you took your eye off the prize, and you know, God forbid, you lost two or three fights in a row, people tend to care less about you then, as opposed to you know, exactly. I mean, you have your eyes on the prize, but like again, you have like unbelievable pot potential revenue streams. You know, with your gaming. Like your Instagram page alone, your vlogs. You know what I mean? Like you, you seem to have your head very screwed up. Yeah, and and that the social media just making money on Instagram is huge. Like when I was out for those two years, you know, I made, I probably made six figures, 
and just from social media. And that's been a big thing, just building that, building that, building that. I remember when I first started doing like social media, uh, when I first kind of was fighting, I'd post a video of me smoking weed or something. A bunch of the adults, because I was probably 21, a bunch of the adults, even my dad, my dad the most, where they were all like, the UFC is not going to want to sign you. They're not going to want someone like this. They're not going to want that. They're not going to promote you. Sponsors aren't going to want you. They're, they're not going to like this. Just a lot of that stuff. And I was always kind of like, oh, if they don't like it, then, you know, they're tough, tough luck, whatever. But it was, it was just funny because that's who pays pays me now is like just for my Instagram, me being me and doing stuff that I, I like to do. So it's funny looking back on that. That's brilliant, man. Like that, honestly, like like you're sticking to your goals. You're like, right, this is me. It's sort of like Nate Diaz, Nick Diaz. They're just doing their thing, and then people mm. like the story more because it's more original. You know, it's not just yes or no yeah. answers. But like you're you're also For like sure. you also perfectly came on the wave when like the like viral videos, etc. You know, like that was just yeah like, right moment, right time, man. Like Jesus. And Snoop Dogg posting about me. Snoop Dogg. Yeah, what like Snoop every- Dogg? Like he messaged me. He actually, I haven't talked to him in a long time, and I posted a video with my fro listening to one of his songs, and he messaged me, miss you, fool. So I, was, <laughs> I haven't talked to him in a long since that day, but yeah, that was cool. I, I, I lucked out this social media thing and everything blowing up right as I'm coming up in the game. So yeah, yeah so I'm thankful for that too. Yeah, for your, for your first title fight, you have to have Snoop Dogg walk you in. Like. <laughs> I know, yeah, I'm sure we have, we'll work something out, be able to do that. That'd be sweet. And Sean, obviously your your rise to fame is absolutely incredible. Who's the coolest person who's asked you for a photo? Coolest person that's asked me for a photo. Uh, Bar Tim. I don't know. <laughs> no, I don't know. I don't. I, I'm not sure. The coolest person that I was able to like kind of meet and hang out with was probably Joe Rogan. Uh, yeah. Going being on the Joe Rogan podcast, that was pretty fucking cool. Uh, it's weird how nerve wracking that is. Like, fuck, I'm gonna go. You know, it's probably gonna be three hours. Joe Rogan, and it's like that was pretty cool though. I, I like that. That was fun. But did, did I don't you smoke? know about the picture. Did you smoke beforehand? That? Did you smoke beforehand? Before, no, no. Beforehand, I, I I did some caffeine. Um, no, we just did some caffeine beforehand, and then, then about midway we smoked and got way fucking high and yeah. Yeah, what was it? What was it actually like? Be, like going there because like he's almost like the modern day like um, like main present like the best. It's it's like the number one TV show, quote unquote TV yeah. show in the world, man. Like that's unbelievable. Yeah, it was like I said, it was fucking. I was nervous. I was like, God damn! I know his podcasts are long. I listened to a lot of them. Yeah, he's a smart, super smart motherfucker. Like, where's the conversation gonna go? I just tried not to overthink. Just go in and flow and talk and just kind of. Do what, do what we did, but yeah, it ended your, up being perfect. Yeah, what was your what was your favorite ever episode of Joe Rogan's? Fire your own favorite episode. I don't know that the I really enjoy all of the Duncan Trussell ones. I really Duncan Trussell's fun to listen to. He's so he's just a fucking goofball. But he's so smart. Yeah. And then Brian Callen, I like when he goes yeah. off. He's a smart motherfucker too, and he's funny. Really. Sleep. It really got my sleep dialed into another level. Before that, I did not realize how important sleep was. Um, so I've learned so much from those Joe Rogan podcasts. We're so lucky to be able to click play on the internet, and listen to three hours of you know whoever he has on. 
Yeah, it's amazing. We actually, we actually have a. We heard that you were meant to go on Brendan Shad's show. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he said he's he's going to be coming on this soon. So we'll like uh, we'll make sure to mention we had you on beforehand. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We were supposed to, I was supposed to drive out there to LA, but then all this stuff kind of went down and and uh, ended up not. Were you doing a food truck diary? I was. I think that's what we were going to do. Yeah, I haven't done it yet. No, that's brilliant. He he's absolutely killing the game. John, I have to ask at this stage, you've been in the car for the entire podcast. Where are you going and who are you with? <laughs> <laughs> we were, I went, I went to Best Buy. I was going to go get a fucking controller for my Xbox because I'm playing so much. The joystick's getting drift, drift stick. So the, I was going to go buy a new controller. And then we rolled up and they said that it, we can't go inside. Um, and then we decided to go to, uh, we just got some teas. So we're, we're cruising home now. Yeah, she's getting shot. Is that your girl? Yeah, this is Danny. Hi, Danny. Hi, Danny. <laughs> She's been listening to the whole pod. What's Danny's, what's, Danny, what's Danny's opinion of the Sugar Show's performances these days? Oh, she 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 loves it. She's never nervous. She always knows. She knows how hard I train. She knows how hard I work. And then when I'm in fight camp, like, she makes all my meals. Um, in the last probably three weeks of that fight camp, two, three weeks, she was I got a massage table at the house. She was giving me massages night i would just pass out and i would she'd wake me up and i'd go lay down in my my deep sleep my rims my my sleep all, all around was just it was insane like i can't get that sleep in the last you know since my fight i've been able to i track my sleep with an aura ring and i haven't been able to get that sleep that good since that but those massages at night just eating perfect um she plays a huge role in my training camps it takes takes me to another level that's brilliant. Sean, like, obviously we don't want to take up too much of your day because uh, we're very appreciative no, of your time. But, uh, man, just keep up the great work. You know what I mean? Uh, it's brilliant Thank watching you. it. And just keep, just keep going, man. Just keep going. Just keep doing it. brother. I will. Yeah. Uh, I can only, uh, you know, add to that sentiment. And it's great to see how uh, deep and thoughtful and spiritual you are with uh, all your training as well. Uh, it's you. almost like an extra layer to the Sugar Sean show. Uh, but, is. guys, if you did enjoy this episode, which I'm sure everyone did, Everyone loves Sugar Sean. Make sure to like, share, subscribe, and as always, stay energized. Stay energized.